Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Up and at him. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. With Walker and Roush. We are to wild and crazy guys. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to you, November 8, 2021. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen here. To start your new week, clocks have fallen back, and it's light outside when our show starts for the first time in a little while, which I I certainly don't hate. On the flip side, don't love it being dark at like 5 o'clock now. So, uh, you take the the slightly good with the not so good at all, and you go on and you live your life. Not an awesome weekend. Not an awesome weekend at all. Football uh, stinks. I'm not a fan of the sport. And basketball's on the ropes. Basketball's on the ropes. But On the ropes? What? Basketball's on the ropes. We got to see how Tuesday works out. And we may just have to cancel sports altogether and turn this into a political a sport sports radio show or just a political talk radio show it, depending on tuesday i can't take any more football roush not at least until saturday or uh, that's whenever whenever it starts back up all day sunday not thinking about what happened saturday had a great sunday just you know it's a good fall day got out in the league yeah well you didn't trees. have you didn't get to see the crappy steelers play so that understandable Oh, no, they're going to play tonight and probably not cover because I bet them. Saturday, one of the worst gambling days in the history of my life. Well, you had a mortal lock of the century. Hopefully, you took that one to the bank. Oh, I I did not. I parlayed that with the other mortal lock that did not lock, which... (sighs) Do we have to talk about it? We we sadly will. We will. And we'll need to talk about Kentucky's exhibition game Friday night, which also was just not cool. Uh, we, we've got a lot that we're going to need to get to on today's Kentucky roll call. Um, yeah, I, I did watch a lot of your team's game, though, TJ, because I wanted to I wanted to be like, hey, look, Jordan Love is actually pretty good. You've got you're going to be OK, TJ. And then. Which he he would have some moments, and he kind of looked the part. Like he's he looks like an NFL quarterback, but man, that interception he threw on third down. Uh, I don't know if it was the fourth quarter yet, but it was before they found the drive right before they scored the touchdown. Where it's like, all right, what's the one thing you can't do here? And that was just a terrible, just terrible pass. Like I it shouldn't be surprising one way or another, but the people making definitive claims about Jordan Rogers after one game starting and probably the Jordan toughest Love. Jordan Love. Yeah. Jordan Rogers <laughs> uh, about Jordan Love in the second toughest, maybe, maybe the toughest atmosphere to play in, in the NFL unsurprising, but he, he stunk, but it also doesn't mean he's going to be a terrible quarterback for the rest of time either. Um, well, came out very nervous, obviously took him a quarter just to even settle in. And really, you could make a case maybe it even took him a half. And then he did do some nice things, but you saw some some good stuff from, from him on a few different plays. I, I think he should have maybe been a little bit more focused on tucking and running here or there. Uh, but Kansas City did do a decent job at least letting him know there was a spy. I just 
would have thought Jordan Love would be able to outrun some of these bigger guys, but uh, not always the case. And he ran a couple times here or there. But yeah, that was a bad. That was a bad interception. I, I would have liked Devontae to be able to get a hand on it, but kind of just goes to show where the the ball was versus where Devontae was. He couldn't even do that. Um, but yeah, he 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 was not great. He was not great. Green Bay's defense played amazing. Yeah, that tackle at the goal line was badass. That was awesome. Yeah, that was uh, so awesome. <laughs> that was just like he. I was like, why can't? Why didn't he stick the ball out? If he stuck the ball out, the ball's just popping out too. Like he was getting drilled. Yeah. I think he knew he was getting drilled, and it was just hold on for dear life. Uh, but that was a big stick, and yeah, I, that I, I wish I'd. Like I said, playing with house money, I wish the Packers could have found a way to pull it off. But uh, just get Rodgers back. Jordan Love, I, I think he could be a nice quarterback. He could also not be very good at all. The jury is still very much out on him. Let's let him develop. He can keep learning. Need number 12 back. He, he's better at football than Jordan Love. Yeah, I think that, that you can definitively say after watching that game. Uh, yes, um, yes, you can. And I think Green Bay also wins that game easily with Aaron Rodgers. Different type of game, of course, but uh, Mahomes, he's off. He's kind of lost a little bit of his touch there. Yeah, that last play, that, that third down throw he had, though, that w- looked like vintage Mahomes. It was a just pretty out, – yeah, yeah. yeah Outrunning out Rashawn Gary and then just throwing a dart down the field. Like, the, the Packers had him gobbled up. They were going to give Love a chance, but Mahomes yeah, went and made a Mahomes play. Yeah, and I, the, the, gosh, Kansas City has the best punter in the world and the greatest hair while at that. And, like So Green Bay would have gotten the ball back probably inside the 10 with how the punts were going that game and needing to go 90 yards for a touchdown with no timeouts with Jordan Love. It would have been tough even if Mahomes didn't complete that. That was just a good way to kind of, if you're a Chiefs fan, just to say, all right, that's game over. Um how well the DB slipped on that one. There, there was a few times where it was just like, how do you let Kelsey be so wide open? Best wide, best tight end in football, and he's so wide open from time to time. Uh, there was another big third down catch he had earlier in the game that was just like, hey, that'd be like letting Devontae Adams not have anybody within ten yards of him. It'd just be, I mean, it's wild to to have that to have that mindset, but not blaming the green Bay defense. They did everything they needed to do. And we got to talk about it, but similar in a similar boat here, Roush. Yeah. Kentucky's yeah. offense. You felt like did everything they needed to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, but the funny thing is, you know, you, you say that Kentucky's offense did, it did, it, it played winning football, even the pick six, even, you know, a little this, a little that, but it is kind of funny with the way that entire game went on Saturday. It was the defense who, Forced the field goal, which ended up being missed. Yep. Uh, but but even just getting a stop, you know, field goal still, Kentucky has a chance to win the game even with the field goal. So the defense gets a stop, and then the offense couldn't do enough to to, to win the game. It was funny because it kind of went against everything that the well, first it, it, it was told us, 55. It was one of those things that, like, when you, when you look at the game and the momentum swings, the defense – like, like the offense made their three mistakes were too many to overcome the 12 mistakes made by the defense. They played pretty much perfect football, except you had a bad throw on uh first down play at like the 40 yard line with a minute to go. Then you had Wandell Robinson drop two passes he normally catches. I know that third down ball was a little behind him, but he normally catches that. If he catches that, you got the ball in the 15, you're at least kicking a field goal to go up three right before half. Uh, but instead, that ball's dropped, then you drop a fourth down ball, 
and then Tennessee goes and kicks a field goal to take the lead before a half. The offense's mistakes in that situation could not overcome the Vito Tisdale mistake like a minute prior. Where, I mean, that unfortunately, like, because Vito made a great play on the, like, a great play to read that and jump it. But instead of going for the ball or waiting a second to tackle the guy, he comes a half second too soon, pass interference, they score two plays later. And instead of going up 21-14 at half, or uh, maybe getting another score in, you're, you're, you're trailing. Tennessee scores 10 points in the final two minutes. You lose by three. Like, that in and of itself, that and the pick six were the game, uh, unfortunately, because Kentucky's defense just couldn't do anything against that Tennessee offense. And TJ, I, I knew going into the game, I said it on Friday, that Tennessee was going to get one or two of those big plays on a busted coverage. But, man, they got they – got, Ended up getting five, and it's it's hard to win when, when a team like that does what they want to do by creating big plays. A big, uh, a big KRC apologies to Nick Roush. You picked Tennessee to win. We gave you a ton of crap, and now you look at things. You've actually nailed the season results. You're, you're yeah. spot on up to this point. I think you're going to finish with a perfect prediction on the season in terms of, of wins and losses. Your rationale for why you picked Tennessee to beat Kentucky was absolutely terrible. But at the end of the day, you were right. We gave you a lot of crap, and uh, we we give you a big KRC apology. That's okay. I, I, I humbly accept. I um, I would also like to say that I think – well said. The the only if we're gonna have one bugaboo on Mark Stoops, Mark Stoops has done pretty much everything right that you could possibly do as Kentucky's head coach. He's lost to Tennessee too much. This is the worst Tennessee's ever been, and he's two and seven against him. Like that's just, oh yeah, and, and we've lot, got <laughs> we've got plenty to criticize Mark Stoops on today. Yeah, yeah, but I think that's the biggest. If you were to take his whole tenure, his biggest thing is the lack of success against Tennessee. Two of those losses were uh, games where you fell by one score, had a chance to win at the end, and you couldn't get into the end zone. And then you got blown. One of your best teams got blown up by one of their worst teams. Uh, that's one of those that, even though this game almost identically mirrored the Ole Miss game last year, and you kind of were able to, you know, walk away just like, well, if we didn't miss that stupid thing in extra t- overtime, you know, like. Oh, we, we, we didn't look terrible. You don't come away with any good feelings at all because it's Tennessee and you hate them and they're your rival. And oh, yeah. it's Josh Hype was year one. Like yeah. it's just, and especially considering the circumstances where the rest of the SEC is giving you an opportunity to have a special season where you're in the New Year's Six, potentially sneak your way to New, New Orleans. We're, the Big Blue Nation's New Orleans party is officially over. Um, you can almost all but lock up the Outback Bowl. Uh, uh, just, you know, nine and three, that finishes the Outback Bowl. So uh, instead of New Orleans it's or Atlanta, it's going to be Tampa, which isn't bad, but it's still still not the same. Still not the same because you couldn't beat your good-for-nothing rivals. You lost in a shootout, and you let them – you ran 99 plays. You had 600 yards, and you lost. You didn't even punt the ball. 
Didn't even punt the ball. Yeah, all, all those, all, everything you said is, is spot on. And Kentucky's last three losses to Tennessee was stealing defeat from the jaws of victory each and every time. Oh, and Saturday God. night was no exception. And Mark Stoops has to be better about that. And and, and this far along, absolutely, we're not okay with any sort of loss. This was a dream season, and Mark Stoops and, and, and the team allowed Georgia to just completely allow things to crumble. And I was, I, you know, I've always referenced it. Since Kentucky's been down Bully and Oxendon, it's like that is a game changer for the defense. And yeah. No, it wasn't that they Especially weren't playing in the run game. They were they weren't playing in the secondary and getting picked apart on Saturday night. But there's a trickle down. I mean, just across the board. And if you're going to have Hooker have all day to throw, there's going to be issues. And then finally, or Kentucky, Green Bay. Um, my my football brain's just so so stupid and broken right now. But then. Kentucky would get pressure on him from time to time. And then the secondary still stunk. And I, I still put a ton of blame on Mark Stoops. Uh, Adam Luck was tweeting it out, and, and he knows this stuff better than I. But it, it looked like it in real time, and I'm not as big as a football dork as he is. But you, like it looked like Kentucky was just playing wrong, wrong coverage, wrong personnel with what Tennessee was trying to do. That stuff can't happen. Like That is 110% coaching, and it can't happen if you're short bodies and people are banged up and all that stuff that's fine i understand it every team in the country goes through it to some degree you can only you can only go out there with the pieces that you have and what you do with it is what you do with it you got to be in position you got to get your guys knowing what tennessee is going to be looking to do there's no way on that first play that that little pass should equal in to a 75 yard touchdown run no way should that happen even if they get past the first couple guys well, and, and what's even so like that is just Tyrell, like Tyrell Asian played like he did a year ago in the first two games of the season. He just went out and laid a stinker. Yeah, um, gosh. And, but, but like, so that that was just uh, execution error. The next touchdown is the real coaching malpractice where you're coming out of a timeout on an obvious passing situation and you somehow have DeAndre Square locked up man to man against Bayless Jones like that's that's coaching right there like you cannot if you're going to play cover two if you're going to play two deep man you ha- you can't be in a base look with square line about there throw another DB out like, like there's there's certain things you just can and can't do and I don't know why they thought they could do that but that was that was clear evidence of just coaching malpractice you cannot yeah. be in that right there like you just can't 73 yard touchdown. You can, it's not as bad on paper. It it certainly doesn't look as bad, but like that's not covering a receiver against Florida bad. It just is. Like that's the stuff that you can't have happen because it's, it's not really making Tennessee work for it in that instance. It's, it's giving them a gift at that rate. And too many gifts were given to the volunteers on Saturday. And that's that's disappointing that Soups has to answer for that stuff. He's got to figure this stuff out. It's two straight weeks that Kentucky's defense has looked like a joke, uh, like a complete and total joke. And that hasn't been the case in the Mark Soups era. I thought he'd had figured this out after last week. Not the case. And the worst part, too, that like – I know cuts him even deeper is that it he's a secondary's coach and this is happening in the secondary. Like it's it, eight incompletions in eight quarters. Eight. He uh, hell uh, Hooker only dropped back twenty times. Five times he got sacked. 
fact. I mean, yeah, he just, yeah, and uh, and and so not not a great job by Stoops. You the, the obviously the defense cost Kentucky uh, the game. It, it cost Kentucky its best offensive performance, I think, of the season. It just kept answering the call and it kept answering the call until it finally didn't. Sadly, although we are going to talk about some reasons potentially why that happened. It was Liam Cohen's best coach game. Period. Uh, yeah, it, I thought it was Will Levis's best game, period. Yes, he made a huge mistake on that pick six, telegraphed that pass. That well, You could see it in the stands. You could see that that was going to – as soon as he threw it, I, I put my head down and didn't watch and was just listening to the crowd to make sure it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. It was. It was. When you didn't hear anybody else cheer and you heard this obnoxious little rattle from the other end of the stadium, I knew it was exactly what I thought it was going to be the second Will Levis left that. But he played, but gosh, he played with a lot of heart. The whole offense did. And they kept doing what they needed to do. And they kept fighting. And Liam Cohen, I think he threw everything out there and it worked and it looked good. And like, I'm so excited about the future of the offense. Roush, if you had told me a month ago, hey, TJ, in, in a month, you're going to feel better about the future of UK's offense than the future of UK's defense for the for not just like the remainder of this season, but for the next season and maybe even the season after that. Yeah. I would have been like, you're crazy. No way that's going to happen in a month. But now you're looking like Isaiah Cummings, what a long way that dude has come. I'm not trying to sugarcoat Saturday night or trying to just – Yeah, he was a, awesome. A glass half full kind of guy. But there were positives. There were things to like. Isaiah, he's going to be – and he did have that Peace. one drop, but he's going, but who cares? You know, he did so many other great things. He's going to be an awesome player. You you look at, you're going to lose Wandell, and he's so great. It, it's so fun to even just have him for a year. I, I was telling my buddy who I went to the game with, some of the plays he made versus just some of the other wide receivers, just normal stuff, just, you know, Josh Ali kind of specifically. That's the talent gap of what Kentucky has had versus what Kentucky needs to get. Players like Wandell are what Kentucky needs to be getting. And then players like Josh, that's fine. That's good. That's nice to have. But you he cannot – no more can the caliber of a Josh Ali be your best wide receiver ever again or else we know what the offense is going to kind of look like. So uh, Will Levis should be returning. All that stuff's exciting. Uh, we got on Mark Stoops just about five minutes ago, Roush. One area I'm not going to get on him for is that bogus – bogus terrible penalty that the oh, sec is gonna have to answer for Man. i don't blame him at all for getting it he should have absolutely not go gotten a penalty called on him for that and what an absolute crime it was to miss that face mask against <laughs> Will levis right in front I mean, of the, at least the, the worst, officials the, the worst part is the doubling down on your bad call by yes. making another one it's like when a ref in college basketball, tease up a coach after you blatantly blew a call. Like, no, he deserves the right to rip your ass because that that was the ball game. I mean, if yeah, you, that's at least that's at least a field goal to tie it. Yeah, because you have a first down on like the thirty-eight yard line with a minute to go. I mean, it completely changes the game, and they just missed it. And uh, the just overall bad. I mean, like that was clear and obvious. But, like, there was another one on Jatah McClain where he's getting his head jerked around. Uh, they were getting just horrible spots that all McClain, night that, on field jump. I mean. That, yeah. And that, yeah. McClain, that McClain one was obvious from the stands. The Levis one looked strange just the way his head went down, but his the the face mask was 
to his back was to me, so you couldn't see it. The McLean one was right in front of me. That was clear as day. Now, he kind of got the Tennessee's player's face mask a little bit, but after his is already getting turned and pulled, uh, it, it was it was just kind of questionable it, little stuff like that all night, Roush. Well, not little stuff in the, some the, regards. The worst part about Levis is, like, how much do they protect in baby quarterbacks? And they won't even look to see if, it, if the quarterback's getting hit in their head. That's your job, ref. You're supposed to protect the quarterback's head and you can't get, see it getting ripped off? What the hell are you watching? Like that was so bad. Oh, so like the replay of it again. Two guys or two officials right there looking at it, and it's like, what are you? So what are you not bad. seeing on that? And I, you know, some cases on like pass interferences in a late game situation, you may swallow the whistle, or you may let like a slight little minor hold go. How are you letting that go? Yeah, yeah that's that, like that, that, that's yeah, why it's a 50-yard penalty. It's one of the most dangerous plays you can do, God. and they do it, and they do it right in front of you. And not only is it a big play. It's a big third down. Like, even you know, you don't call it in Kentucky's face in a fourth down, a, an all-or-nothing fourth down right there, all because you missed that. Totally, totally, totally bogus. And then on top of it, Stoops loses his mind because everybody in the stadium on that side of the field, including UK's bench, sees it happen. And everybody thinks they see it happen, and they're like, I think I just saw a very egregious face mask. Let me check the video board to find out. With the even refs, I even saw two of the refs because I was watching this whole thing. I even saw two of the refs look up at the jumbotron on this, and then the and then the replay, Roush, and you you saw it. You were in the press box. Everybody just goes absolutely bonkers when when they show the replay, and then that's when Mark Stoops. That's when it sets him to ten, and he goes crazy. And maybe, and I heard some people, you know, he was asking for it, and you can't be asking for it in that situation. I don't care if he was asking for it, not asking for it. If you're an official, you don't throw it. You don't throw yeah. it unless he literally yeah. puts your hands on you, right. or you right. walk out to midfield and he's out there on the UK logo screaming in your face. I don't care. UK was huddled up out there. He didn't go too much further away from where UK's huddle was. And if you're such a sensitive little, you know what, that you can't take criticism after you let a player's neck almost get ripped off in an important situation in the game then get out of the profession get the hell out of the profession you're too thin-skinned and you can't take it anymore I, I Stoops gets screwed by the SEC more than maybe John Calipari does and that's saying something because John Calipari the most hated coach in college basketball I don't know what Stoops has done to get this treatment and it seems like every week, every freaking week, Roush, we go into a Monday luncheon or the Stoops call-in show Monday evening, generally both of them. And yeah, we we sent our concerns to the SEC, but I can't let you, I can't tell you what you did. The only thing Stoops messed up on was one, the defense being so bad, how the hell did he let that happen? And two, taking the high road in the post-game press yeah, conference. Yeah, yeah. I, I want my coaches to rip officials. I want them to rip officials publicly. Get this. fined. Like, who cares? You've got to. It, you, it, it, hey, Stoops, it ain't changing doing what you're doing. It ain't changing going into your Monday show saying, yeah, we sent the league our, our concerns, and they'll get back to us. We haven't heard yet, but I, I won't be able to tell you what they say. Why the hell not? First off, that whole policy, what well, it, it could very well just not be, like, true, but it very well could be true because why wouldn't it be? Uh, but first off, you're not going to let the fans hear about missed calls in games? I'm sorry. Who's the who's the ones that are paying hundreds and if you're season ticket holder maybe over a thousand dollars? Who's the one traveling to go to these games? Who's the one that is so emotionally invested in this stuff that they continue to show up after getting their hearts ripped out? It's the fans who doesn't get to hear the explanation about terrible, terrible missed calls. The fans? Wait, how's that add up?
there is going to be a sports reckoning someday. And, you know, I'm surprised the, the surprise that didn't come during the pandemic where people just stop showing up and they just say, I'm so sick of fans being treated like crap and nobody caring, uh, paying $8 for a bottle of water. I know it's not that much at the Krogue. I think it's $4, which is still just hilariously too expensive. Uh, no beers. They never show replays at the Krogue, which is like they did it on the face mask. But any – any like close call catch by Tennessee or did he step out of bounds or was the ball out before he went down? No replays at the Krogue. There's going to be a sports reckoning where fans are just like, we're sick of you all treating us like crap. Start, start doing better. And that goes for the SEC. We need an explanation for how you missed that face mask. And then shame on that referee. These kids were these kids, these young adults, these teenagers, they worked their entire year preparing for a sport, a sport that, before this past year, would provide for their college and their schooling, and that was pretty much it. Now a lot of them can make extra side cash. All that's fine and dandy. But they put their bodies on the line for 12 months. They're working out. They're lifting. They're practicing. They're taking hits in practice, and then they take hits in game. And then this grown adult, this grown adult wants to take it out of their hands because he wants to show Mark Stoops who's the boss. Hey, little Marky, I'm the, I'm the man in charge, not you. And how dare you? How dare you talk to me this way in this situation? I think you've forgotten the power dynamics here, buddy. So here's a little laundry for you. And then you know what? Ha, ha, ha. You players, fourth and 24, you're dead. I'm ending it. Because that, that was a miracle. That was a, and it was a hell of a play. How was a, crazy it, was it that they converted? Like, I, I know. I, 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 it was a death I, sentence. As soon as, they it was a death sentence. as soon as I could, they completed that pass, I was like, well, Kentucky ain't losing now. Same. And, and then here's, here's my one complaint. Of Liam Cohen. One complaint. Not that he didn't run it anymore. I know a lot of people wanted that, but he was like, we weren't really running the ball well uh, at, up until that point. We were just getting kind of yards out of spite almost because they were. The, the, the backs were not reading the holes well. And the way Tennessee was blitzing, you couldn't run against that anyway. But, but Tennessee brought six every single, uh, the last four plays. They just said, we don't care. We're going down swinging by God because that was really the only way they had been able to stop Kentucky to that point, um, which was just blitzing and getting Levis down. This is where old Uncle Jeff runs the David Bell shallow cross special. Let's just drag across the field, run two yards behind the line of scrimmage, right behind the blitz, get a one-on-one, break a tackle, and take it to the house. Like The guys were too far down the field. The, the routes were taking too long to develop. For Levis to get him a look, just give Wandale the easiest pass you can and let him work in space, break a tackle, go score the game-winning touchdown. That's my only beef, and and also, Will, you got to give your guy a chance on that last play. Like, oh yeah, you can't yeah. throw it out of bounds. Yeah, like, at least give him a chance. Again, Levis played with a ton of heart. That that dive yeah. from the five freaking yard line just to be able to like all willy billy jump fifteen feet like it's nothing. Uh, pretty unbelievable in that instance. Play with so much heart. Made a lot of really good things happen. Those are things that I I would hope he'd already know. But like last play of the game, it can't go out of bounds. Can't go right, out of bounds. Right. Just throw just you know five hundred. I don't know if anybody ever yeah, played that game yeah. growing up. Five hundred, that bad boy. If nothing else, uh, maybe you get a pass interference, but you can't throw it out of bounds in that in that instance. And and run the ball too. You had timeouts. Just run run the freaking ball. See if you can at least get six yards. Say, listen, we at least got a shot at the field goal. If nothing else, we got a shot at it. Uh, but you didn't. You didn't do that, and it ends up. I, I, I thought the same thing. 
I thought for sure after they called the penalty that the game was over, that like it's we may as well leave the stadium. It's fourth and 24. The game is over. The refs just decided that, hey, players, we're not going to let you all decide this stuff. We're going to decide it because we're so immature and sensitive and thin skinned that this this man very angry that his player could have very seriously been injured is mad at us. Let's let's show him a lesson. I thought it was over then. Um, and then once Kentucky got the fourth down rush, I was like, all right, well, at least we're going to overtime. That That's the that's the game saver. It, it was a very emotional Saturday. A lot of highs, sadly, ends with too many lows. One of those games, Roush, where we want to be like, this defense is completely and totally broken, but at least we get to talk about it in a win. Came up right. just, a, just a little short, unfortunately. And, <sighs> uh, and that stinks. Dream season squandered. There's a lot of stuff Stoops needs to answer for. It, not, you know, big picture, like we need to get rid of them or whatnot, but uh, a lot of disappointing things from Saturday. One that he does not need to answer for is the penalty. Anybody in their right mind does the same stuff. I don't think he crossed the line. As a matter of fact, don't think he even went far enough. So let's go yeah. to a break. We'll talk more about it. Roush, what else you got? Send us, sit, take us, take us to break land. Will Levis, worst game of his career was a week ago. He came back, played arguably the best game. It was incredible, 419 total yards, five touchdowns. Man, I, If you would have told me that going into the game, that was going to be the case, I would have said, no way the Cats are losing, but it's Tennessee. Tennessee is the worst. Not only in this series, it, series against Florida, you lost a lot of big games. Tennessee, you, it's right there for the taking, and you can't get it done. It's painful. It hurts. We're going to talk about it more on the Thornton's text on 502-414-1450. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. I like waking up to this Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Sue me. It's a perfect way to start the day. Either one of you two boys going to Raw at the Yum Center tonight? Oh, I didn't know that was happening tonight. I, I yeah. wanted to. I wish I would have known. No, I won't be able to make it, unfortunately. I, I doesn't not my cup of tea. Not my cup of tea. Not mine either, but it would be fun to go to in person, I think. Just one time. It's it's yeah. one of those things you gotta do once, I feel like. I've done it though. Oh, okay. oh you have? Was well, it fun? Well then that makes sense. Uh, my mom took me. I don't know what if it was raw or what it was called back then, but saw like Stone Cold Steve Austin at the uh, at the Freedom Hall way Come back on. when. Nice. We had terrible nice. seats. My mom had beer spilled on her. <laughs> it was just uh, she was probably like, "I'm never ever doing this again." Good mom though to take her boys to see some wrestling. But that's I wonder if Trevor's going at the Yum Center. You think he'd have to, right? Well, they would require him to leave his house though. You know the thing is, he doesn't mind leaving his house. He well, likes leaving his house. He doesn't like being in public. But the only thing I think that would stop him is it's WWE, and he's like oh, full fledged on AEW that's now. True, that's true. He's all in on the AEW now. So I don't know if I don't even know if he's into WWE anymore. Man, wow, uh, 
pretty that crazy. Is, that is crazy. He yeah. uh, I, he was the one who uh, informed me that uh, our Josh Allen was kicking the other Josh Allen's ass yesterday. Made me um, get out from having a good time outside with my kid and go inside to watch Josh Allen pick off the other Josh Allen. Man, Josh Allen can suck it because the real Josh Allen's in Jacksonville. Uh, that was, that was awesome. And just watching football all day on my Sunday, trying to recover from Friday or Saturday's night's disappointing loss. What do I do? Watch more football that led me to be more disappointed. So didn't work out. Not, not, not the right strategy, but they mentioned before the game on the, the broadcast for that game, which what a wacky day in the NFL. i I'm seeing the Survivor League really ticks me off because I had the Colts on Thursday night and I switched it last minute because I wanted more time to think about it. End up settling on the crappy Cowboys. Although, when oh I, God, did when not I, see that coming. Did not even beat down like a beat, beat, <laughs> beat down. But the only like so I had the Colts all week. Nobody cares about this stuff either. But had the Colts all week in Survivor, and then Thursday I said, you know what? I kind of want more time to think about this. If I need more time to think about, it, I can't take the Colts tonight. I've got plenty of other options. Let me do, and I think I was thinking between the Bills as well, so I would have lost that one. I may have already used the Bills, but it settled on the Cowboys. Weird day of the NFL, a lot of upsets. But I was a lot of upsets. But they were talking. They were like, "We look back. We we went back in the NFL record books. Never has a player been sacked by a player with the exact same name, and so that's something to keep an eye on today." And then literally, Roush, like twenty minutes later. Sack. Josh Allen sacks Josh Allen. Everybody goes crazy. It's hilarious. It's fun. We're all laughing. We're giggling. I'm sending out stupid tweets like uh, I think I'm clever, but I'm just having a good time with it. Then what happens? Josh Allen intercepts Josh Allen. And everybody's going crazy again. One Josh Allen throws the ball. A completely different Josh Allen catches it. We're all having fun. We're laughing. We're giggling. It's a great time. And then we're not done yet, Roush, because Josh Allen drops the ball like a goober, and who's there to pick it up? It's Josh Allen. Josh Allen. It's the third one. We have a sack. We have an interception. We have we, we, It's Josh Allen Agami all over the place. Interception Agami, I think PMT, pardon my take, sent out that uh, graphic, which was really, really funny. But it was. It was hilarious. You have the Josh Allen, everything Josh Allen. They were going to do a jersey swap after the game, but I think one Josh Allen was so mad at the other Josh Allen, yeah. they ended up not doing it. I would have been too if I played that badly against the other Josh Allen. Bills losing to the Jags. I mean, that just that should that should tell you everything you need to know. You know, <laughs> everything yeah, that, you need to know about life, right there in the, that one football. Well, in that Sunday, I mean, it was crazy. The AFC as a whole is pretty terrible. If, if I could find a place to bet, like, the NFC to win the Super Bowl, I would do it right now because the AFC is well, garbage. Tell that to the Tennessee Titans. What the hell? Yeah. What Didn't the see hell? That one coming, did you, Scoots? I went to bed at, like, 9 o'clock, which was really, like, 10 o'clock, no big deal. But, uh, yeah, I couldn't believe that score either. 845 for me. No big oh, deal. Oh, man. I, yeah. So, I, I made it all the way to halftime, and I was the late. Wow. At night. <laughs> yep. Night out Roush. <laughs> 9.30. Look at you. <laughs> oh, I had like some of my worst night's sleep during over the weekend. And then, but last night, uh, that daddy needed last night. Yeah, it was kind of awkward to be driving on the way home from that game Saturday. And it's like, oh, well, we just got an, actually, I think we were still on the, 
What time do we fall back? Is it one or two a.m.? Two a. I think it's what it goes three to two, or does it go two to one? I was awake for it too, so the fact that I, I should know this, I think it goes two to one. I think it was two to one. Yeah, we. I mean, I think we were still in Lexington. I don't even know if we had been able to get on the freeway uh, by then. It was. Uh, we we were joking like, uh, what time does the press box close? And it's like, oh well, technically it's we got another hour. You know. Um, Wait, you were there during, So you were there when the clocks went back? Not almost. We were close. We we left. I think at one forty, one forty five. Jeez, that's ridiculous. Yeah. That's horrible. Uh, yeah. We made great time oh, getting home. I saw some people saying they got in traffic. I'm I'm probably doing this. This is probably not a good thing to say. If you're parking on like the state State Street side of campus, yep, you're doing it wrong. You're asking you're asking for headaches. You gotta you gotta park over on like the Chevy Chase side of the stadium. It's really that much different. Oh my gosh, yeah. If you can if you can kind of sneak out, go out through downtown through the Chevy Chase side. It is night and day. You have like basically no traffic whatsoever. I'm talking like over by Castle, you know. Um, what's the is that Tate's Creek, the main road that's over there? Uh, yeah. Turns, turns into yeah. High Street. What turns into High Street? Yeah, uh, High Street turns into Tate's Creek. That's correct. Okay, yeah, go that way. Go that way out. I, I've done both. I've done both uh, a couple times this season. Well, I guess not a couple times. One twice. One the, the other one once. Yes, the other one like going out Red Mile. Not I went that way Saturday and it took forever. Yeah, man, that adds insult to injury too, and especially because I'm sure you had some, uh, somebody else driving. But when uh, you're out of I control, was, I, I was I was driving. Oh, okay. I was you just yeah. picked wrong? No, I picked right. I, we went the right way this time. Oh, okay, okay. After I think the last game I had gone to Missouri game, we were in traffic for like days. Oh, because we went out the other way. Man, crowd was great too. There was a thread on Cats Illustrated about the crowd being bad. Uh, what, what? What? Crowd was amazing and yeah, was amazing. Good. After like every time that the crowd would be like, "Okay, I'm sure they're just going to score again in two seconds," but you know what? I'll get rowdy. They'd get rowdy, and then they'd score again in two seconds. And then guess what? They'd get rowdy again because that crowd was awesome. So shout out to the crowd. Of course, you know. Kentucky wins two games against big programs when I'm not there. TJ is in attendance. Heartbreaker on deck. I told my friend. Oh, it was, God. It, so you're the reason why Kentucky lost. It was my college roommate. I was just like, we, we I mean, we have made this walk. Like, we used to have a house over on the Chevy Chase side of campus. I was just like, we've made this walk after heartbreaking losses a thousand times. So I was like, we've we've made this drive back to Louisville a thousand times. It's we it's been I've been through it so often that it like it does lose a little bit of its sting. But I hate Tennessee, man. I hate Tennessee. Really wanted that one. The dream season could have been alive. And I and I do think Stoops, like that. You know what are you gonna do? You you can't. You're not gonna punish them or anything like that. You can't punish them. But that does stink. Everything was on the table for you, Roush. Eleven and one really should have been what this year was. It really should have been what this year was. And at minimum, then, all right, you lay an egg against Mississippi State. It happens. Every team in football, with the exception of maybe Alabama, will lay an egg from time to time. And, hell, they even did this season. But, all right, whatever. You lost one. Finish strong. You got a rival. You're coming back home. Get it figured out. If the defense just plays a C-plus game, you win this game easily. Instead, they go out there, throw a D-minus, and you lose by freaking three. That just it does suck. A, a dream season squandered. Yes, nine and three is amazing. It, finishing the year beating Louisville will be great. Go into the Outback Bowl. Nothing wrong with that. But 
we were dreaming big there for a little bit, and we got yeah. let down. There's there there's no other way around yeah. that. And, and we got let down in ways that we saw coming. But yeah. since we started so well, we were blinded by it, and that I don't was. I think we were blinded by it. I think we just thought that, like, all right, well, we we've got some we've got some weaknesses, but maybe maybe we can do enough to hide them. Because at that point, we had you know Kentucky had hid their biggest weaknesses, and that was on defense, like yeah. replacing six starters was the biggest talking point kind of going in, you know, the secondary. It's going to be a light. And, man, they've just been getting exposed the last two weeks by good quarterbacks. Uh, you know, say what you want about the team. Uh, but Hendon Hooker, I think he, he was into the game fourth nationally in efficiency. And, I mean, the dude just doesn't make many bad decisions. I, and how many times, too, did he have those just back-breaking third and longs and then he slips away and then gets like 20 yards running i mean dude was just so infuriating but i, I you know a lot of it comes down to just the kentucky cornerback that their play has been it's bad it, ha it hadn't been really great bad. and um when you finally face some good quarterbacks this year you know it, it wasn't emory jones or connor basilak stetson bennett third and quarterback efficiency in the country he lights you up. The following week, you've got uh, Will Rogers. He lights you up. Only three incomplete passes sets an SEC record. Uh, he's, I think, fourth in the nation in passing yards a game. And then Hinden Hooker, fourth passing in efficiency. Only two interceptions all year long. And, I mean, Kentucky, the thing that I think going into this game, the reason why I thought like as bad as they were last week, it's like, you know what though? They still don't give up big plays. Like they may be bad at tackling and keeping things up underneath, but they're not going to give up big plays. They had only given up. I want to say seven one, uh, plays of 30 plus yards or more all year. They gave up five against Tennessee five, almost their entire season total. Like, man. Oh, and still, and still should have so won and still should have won somehow. <laughs> God. Still should have won it's somehow, just, and that and and and, and you said it so to start the show today that like it's it's you can't do. We talk about how we've talked about it forever. If you if you've been a lifelong listener, a lifelong three year listener, KRC, you you find the programs in the East and you slowly and surely you find ways to surpass them. You and you surpass them on the recruiting trail if you can. And Tennessee is one that we were happy that you've kind of made competitive. But it shouldn't. This this series should be tilted with where these programs are at, and it's not. If anything, it's leaning the absolute wrong way. You you should have won. You should have won Saturday. You were the better team. You're at home. You just gave up a million big plays. You should have found a way to win. Two years before that, Lynn Bowden just needs a yard. Nobody stopped him from getting a yard. Nobody. And then what ha Tennessee does? That's gosh, that's stunk. You were the better team. And, yeah, you got the quarterback situation. That's whatever. But you were still a better team than Tennessee that season, or at least I thought so. And then 2018, best, best, you know, 2018 team, I think we can definitively say now better than this 2021 yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, the defense much better, but this year's offense probably better than that year's offense. And a perfect world, Roush, you combine the two, right? Right. You get this right. year's offense with that defense. And, and, and I think – the the big thing is just quarterback play. Like you're getting much higher level well, quarterback play from Will Levis. And and Wandell. Wandell and quarterback yeah. play. Right. And I you mean, know. even though you had Lynn on that team as well, like it's still just 
as a wide receiver though, and I and I love Lynn, and I loved uh, love the way UK used him or found a way to use him, and that that uh, that bulk bowl season will not be forgotten because that one was fun, just doing whatever you really wanted and frustrating teams because they knew exactly what you're going to do and they couldn't stop you. Um, that was 2019, obviously. 2018 as a wide receiver though, Lynn Bowden wasn't even in the same conversation as a wide receiver as Waddell. As, yeah, opinion. that's true. I, 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 can, I can get owner. with you there. But now imagine, imagine Lynn is the number two with Wandell out there. Like, whoo! Now that's fun. That would now that would be yeah. entertaining and exciting to watch. But yeah, it, it, so 2018, you kind of squandered that one away as well. So that's not good. 2018, 2019, and now 2021, three wins for Kentucky that you found a way to turn into losses. Stoops has to be better in that area. Still a lot on the line for this season. A nine, ten win season, being able to beat U of L. All that would be would be great as well. It is funny. UK and U of L were kind of mirroring each other on Saturday night, both oh, feeling God. like they did everything they could, like did, doing enough to win, and then still just finding ways to lose in heartbreaking fashion. Stupid orange teams, man. Orange is not good for the Commonwealth yeah. of Kentucky. Boo, boo, orange teams. And boo. hell, Louisville. It was it was almost similar. I mean, they were much closer. They had much less of an excuse to not win, but like. It came down to the last play, and the quarterback didn't even throw it up. Like, dude, what are you, what are you doing? Don't, Malik, you're just going to fall down? Like, at least give your guys a chance. What's the worst that's going to happen? You throw an interception? Come on. Come on. Man, that, that gosh. That, that one was a tough one for the cards. Cats fans couldn't really uh, couldn't enjoy it as much because they we were going through our own stuff, two hurting teams after head-scratching finishes on, on Saturday evening. Roush, Saturday stunk, but it wasn't all bad news this weekend. I, the recruiting from everybody, incredible. You had on Saturday morning, you want to talk about a surprise wake-up. That Jeff Ruby's must have been really slapping Friday night because <laughs> uh, wake-up Saturday. And the thing is, too, what I didn't think about, too, TJ, Taj Harris, when he goes on his official visits, he gets to slam back some bourbons with the head guy, you know? Wow. I, I hadn't thought of that because, like, you figure some of the high school kids, their parents probably enjoy some cocktails, you know. But mm -hmm. I, I hadn't thought about the actual kids being able to. I'm sure Taj Harris had a great time on his official visit. He announced at, like, 9 a.m. that he's committing to Kentucky, Kentucky University. University. Woo deleted that the graphic and had people kind of freaking out, but it was just because the uh, somebody told him about the Kentucky university. So he quickly changed it. University of Kentucky commitment, Taj Harris, Kentucky picks up. A, 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 it's, it's not the same as 2000 career point scorer, Kellen Grady, but 2000 career receiving yards is still, I, I guess Juice might be the only 2,000-yard receiver that Kentucky's had since Stoops has been here, right? Yeah, it's just a, it's a guy. It's an experienced route runner and catch maker. I, I don't think we're – like, don't have – and I tweeted out, like, Kentucky's landed another big player uh, for the second straight year, another big wide receiver out of the transfer portal. Don't have the same expectations for Taj as you do for Wandell. Right, right. They're going to play a lot differently. He's going to be much more of a true wide receiver. Uh, they're not going to just try to get him the ball and make people miss necessarily. But he can take people over the top. He's a good route runner. And you know if the ball is kind of in his vicinity, he's going to most likely catch he, it. And drops won't he, be a concern with this guy. 
He's also six two. You know, he's big enough to catch a back shoulder fade if you're if you're throwing that route against the man. Um, yeah. And the big thing here is Kentucky's recruited really well uh, with young wide receivers, but like you got to give those guys some time to grow and to to figure it out. And so it's it's really important to have an experienced guy like Taj Harris to kind of help you weather the storm. So there was a significant pickup. It's one that I don't think will get talked about enough because we got some big basketball recruiting news as well um, that we're going to have to get to in hour number two. But Harris, that's a, that's a significant addition because how many times, TJ, are you landing receivers over Mississippi State, Ole Miss? He officially visited Ole Miss, uh, Auburn, and AM. Like that, that's a huge pickup, one that we will not be taking for granted this time next fall. Now you're just probably going to have to go find one of those difference makers at cornerback as well uh right is that safe to say that's the scuttlebutt unfortunately yeah yeah i mean rumor i I like rumor is i like the kids they've recruited but you need to get you need to get one of those guys well i thought you were kind of alluding to this but supposedly de carlos nicholson's going to be decommitting here sooner rather than later well, uh, I heard a lot of folks are after him. Haven't heard that he would actually be decommitting. But. Yeah, you know, he's a Mississippi he's a Mississippi guy. I think he kind of toured the Mississippi schools, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and as you get closer to signing day, the 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 poking mm. and prodding to stay home can sometimes win out. I, I like him a lot. I, I would I would send the big dog or whoever you gotta send everybody just to try to get him to signing day to get him locked up. But yes, um, him as a JUCO guy would be exciting. But you, in the portal, whether or not DeCarlos sticks around or doesn't, you got to go find the portal and, and go. They'll get people. I've got actually, I've got no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Similarly to where Bona decommits or decommits, where he commits to UCLA, uh, I've got no doubt that Kentucky's going to get a better big in the transfer market after this season. If they decide to do that, maybe enough returners come back. They feel good about that, but I would almost guarantee they go to the transfer market. Same with UK in the secondary, Roush, and I have no doubt they get a player that we all feel pretty solid about. Yeah, yeah. I just The thing that I like about Nicholson is, and and it's what we didn't, I, I think, appreciate enough about Brandon Eccles, um, was just that Mississippi nasty, like that just a deep south, like the thing that 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 really aggravated me the most about the cornerbacks play Saturday is when you're getting your ass kicked like that, you eventually just gotta get a PI. like if 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 I'm playing somebody in basketball and I can't stop the guy, just foul the hell out of him eventually. like you're just there there comes a point where you have to be a man and just say, I'm not letting you score. I'm gonna foul the hell out of you. Same thing with a defensive back. Like, our guy Carrington, when he got mossed on that last oh. that last one down near the end zone, Kentucky ended up bucking up and getting a stop. But like, I'm I'm just like tackling that guy. I'm not letting him catch that ball. Like, you, there there just comes a point of pride where you have to just be a nasty, mean sob. And I I I don't think Kentucky's corners have it right now. They've been picked on a lot mentally. They're a little fragile. I. I if nothing else against Vandy, go out and be overly aggressive. Like, go try to make plays. Quandre Mosley, at least he goes down swinging. I think he was the only one with a, an entire PBU, one PBU in 20 pass attempts. Now, we get he got a lot of crap, sometimes deserved, most of the time maybe not, but 
does make you miss kind of boss man fat and what he, he was yeah. able to do. He, yeah. he was a difference maker. Stuff like this wouldn't be happening if he was still in Lexington. All right, hour one done. We have so many texts to get to in hour two. We'll do that. Yep. We need to talk about Case and Wallen. We need Wallace, excuse me. We need to talk about the exhibition game on Friday. And then next time we do radio, tomorrow when we do radio, it's going to be a game day Kentucky versus Duke edition, which is huge. So we'll talk about that as well. You're listening to KRST here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We'll be back after this. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Roll Radio. Call. We've got a new leader in the home field apparel picks of the week. What man, and we got the lock too locked up. That was a big win for Ole Miss over Liberty. Forgot what else he had. Um, TJ, can you refresh my mind? I most certainly can. He is our leader with two with two points. That was the only pick John got. Oh, yeah, because LSU kept it close against Bama. Was that one of his, or did he have Georgia? He had Auburn plus five versus A and M. <sighs> and then he had Georgia UK. too. And then he, if, then he had UK. Two straight weeks in the home field apparel pick sweepstakes giveaway contest extravaganza that the contestant takes the cats to no avail. Oh, man. So, tough, but John's tough. the leader. Two, yep. two points. John's the leader. Two points. You can be the leader, too, if you call in this Friday to get in your home field apparel picks of the week. I think we need to give out some home field apparel Tuesday to change the mojo before Kentucky takes on Duke. Does that sound good to you, TJ? Well, I think we said if John became the leader since it was Tennessee week, we'd give out a shirt for him too. So I think he gets a shirt just automatically, okay. which is exciting. And then tomorrow we will give out we will give out something else. It's Cats Duke. We got to do it, Roush. Yeah, we have but to. But if you say, listen, I can't wait for the next big game after Duke. I don't know when we'll do it again after Duke. Probably U of L football, maybe. Yeah, Thanksgiving um, week. Yeah, and then the one after that probably will wait until U of L basketball. So uh, we the the shirt giveaways will be fewer and further between, as much as we wish we could give one away every single day. But the Friday pick'em segments—that's how you get entered in into the big sweepstakes. You win yep. hundreds of dollars from Home Field Apparel. You win Pacers tickets at the—I think it's like the club level, the suite level, or whatever it is. Oh, those are awesome. Too. Yeah. yeah, really, really nice seats for a Pacers game. And then I think we're throwing in some big time Roosters bucks as well. So Woo, you'll get a doodle do. You'll get a bunch of apparel, UK apparel, or if you want to go to some other team. You can home field home field apparel is the only place route that I see some other universities shirts and colors that I'm like, Ooh, I kind of want that, but I can't, can't do it. Uh, I'm a UK man through and through, but they've got great stuff for, for any team, but especially the cats go to homefieldapparel.com to see their selection and be on the lookout tomorrow for a little swag giveaway, courtesy of Kentucky Roll Call. Kentucky Roll Call goes 7 and 9, Monday through Friday. Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, just search Kentucky Roll Call. TJ, I I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but um, very important, I think you should leave meme. It's 
Dan Mullen press conference and I don't even want to be around anymore. Yeah, I definitely don't think you need to interrupt it just for that. <laughs> oh, I did because Dan Mullen can suck it. Oh, God. Todd, Todd Grantham fired. Yeah. I mean, it was going to happen eventually. I don't know why it took getting shellacked by South Carolina to make it happen. But, um, man, not looking great down in Gainesville. Things aren't looking great down in Gainesville. Uh, gosh, what a loser. Uh, Things are hate, looking You hate like, to see it. Yeah, you really do. Things are looking great on the Kentucky basketball recruiting front, though, because Kaysom Wallace is a cat. Third top 10 commitment in that 2022 recruiting class, TJ. Cal's got his swag back. Well, it's it's like uh, the best, worst recruiting class of all time, right? Like, this is an unbelievable class, but you still have a few losers that are like, Bona and Lively. And I do wish Kentucky got Lively. So I guess I'm, I'm, I'm half one of those whiny little babies. I wish Kentucky got Lively. That being said, this is a dominant class, Roush. And Cason Wallace... I think it's going to be hard to top Sharp as the best player in the class, but if there's somebody that I think can make a case, I think it'd be Wallace. Fans are going to love this dude. Uh, takes a lot of pride in his defense. That's really kind of one of the first things that jumps out to me is that he he's one of those dudes, Roush. You see him every so often where it's like they it seems like they enjoy to play defense more than offense. And of course, I'm go I yeah, I have not seen Casey Wallace in person. That's worth mentioning, but this is going from tapes and all the different clips that I've been able to find on him on the internet. But you see people that just like embrace being a little turd. And he does on defense. Like he loves getting in people's heads. He loves kind of poking, prodding the ball away. I've said that enough today. Uh, he loves being a lockdown defender. Is the gist of it? And I, I think fans it. are gonna, I think fans are gonna love that aspect of his game. But he is a good scorer too, and he's crafty. Very, very. Everybody that every any quote for people that do know him a lot better than obviously I do uh, would seem to indicate that he is a great distributor. Very selfless. All he cares about is winning. Those are things you like in a quality of a basketball player. And you know that he's also not an idiot because he wants to make a lot of money. And right now, when you commit to Kentucky to play basketball, that's your way of saying, I want to make a lot of money. So uh, you don't have to worry about that aspect of his thinking either. So I think folks are going to really love him. Man, really going to love him. Uh, it, it also is kind of weird in that there wasn't a whole lot of uh, anticipation and hype hyper buildup because I mean how long's Wallace been committed to Kentucky before he announced it like two months right something like that I mean it's it's been a very uh well they're gonna get case and Wallace kind of attitude about it recently so it's kind of it was it was bizarre it was a Sunday night commitment you don't get those very often uh I all of us were asleep when it happened so it, it was kind of bizarre in that regard but you know what? I'm not going to be disappointed. Not going to apologize for it. this guy. Like you said, when you get a dude who can be nasty guarding on the perimeter, Kentucky fans love that. They're really going to love Casey Wallace. Yeah, six foot four. He's big. He's long. Uh, can play point guard in a pinch if need be. Coming from Dallas, Texas has been very good to John Calipari in basketball recruiting. So this is a, another one. And you got to also remember that like Texas and Chris Beard right now, 
they have pretty much as much momentum in college basketball as anybody right up there with Kentucky as well. And you go into the the heart of Texas, northern Texas, and you go and you grab a case in Wallace. And I'm happy about that. That's a big time addition. Roush is right. The part the reason why, like, I don't think you have Kentucky fans kind of salivating is because you knew that this was this was most likely going to happen. He was going to be joining the fold here, and you get him. So big get for Calipari. Future UK basketball always bright. And it goes back to a topic that we've kind of talked about. You need to. It's a it's a nice balancing act now. You need to be careful what you bring in versus what you could potentially get on the transfer portal. But players like Case and Wallace, those are no brainers. Uh, you know that you definitely want to bring in. Um, he's better than probably ninety nine percent of what you could potentially get in the transfer portal. So you always say yes to those. It's some of the kind of the guys in the thirties and and beyond that you're that you're more unsure of. But the, it keeps rolling for the cats and. Roush, we do need to talk a little bit about the exhibition game. Uh, if you are worried about the Kentucky basketball team because of an exhibition game, you are a loser. Like I don't, I don't know any other way to put it about it. Like I, I had a friend texting me freaking out. This has got to stop. It's like, dude, it's a freaking exhibition game. You throw out everybody on the court. You let them all play. You're trying to figure things out. I would rather my team struggle in an exhibition game than win by a million. I would, because then you're not. Then you're actually getting something out of it. I, I do not understand the um, the the doom and gloom from an exhibition game. It's an exhibition game. Those things can all be true, but you shouldn't be losing to Miles at halftime. Like you just shouldn't. You shouldn't. If this is the team we thought it was, that should not happen. And I, I was like, just I, I did not understand it because I actually think offensively from the exhibition game, Kentucky looked pretty good. Especially, I mean, for a team in early November, late October was the first exhibition game. Then from an offensive standpoint, like, all right, I, I kind of like what I see here. There's a lot to work with. There's some silly turnovers and people kind of driving, not really knowing where they're going with the ball and stuff. You'll figure out, no doubt about it. But offensively, I couldn't really like. I was very happy with what I saw. And I couldn't put my finger on it because you saw some nice defensive plays. I do think part of the struggles on Friday night were just, hey, this is an exhibition game. We're going to kill them. Let's get out and run. We can be aggressive. We can take chances. Let's go for this ball. And and it led to a lot of wide open shots. And you shouldn't be – you should not be – giving wide open shots to Miles in the capacity of which Kentucky was doing. Now, that being said, Miles also hit just a bunch of, like, yeah. of course, they did the old opponent in Rupp Arena, just don't even look, throw it up, it goes in. They had a lot of that. It was a, it was about 50-50. Like, some were just open, bad defense for Kentucky. And then even when Kentucky was playing good defense, Miles was just throwing things in, into the water and they were hitting. And uh, it should be better than I mean, they, it was. they hit 15 threes. So like, yeah, I'm not panicking, know. but I'd say I'd <laughs> right. say seven or eight of them were wide open. Like, I don't care what level of college basketball you're playing. If you have a wide open shot, you should be nervous about that shot going in if you're cheering for the defense in that situation, uh, even if it is miles. But they credit to them, they did plenty of nice things. I'm not panicked off Friday night, but it it is kind of frustrating. Like I, you got to put yourself, Roush, back in the shoes of last year. The average Kentucky fan last year is absolutely horrible. We're ready for something better. We're ready for something bigger, even if that means winning an exhibition game by 50 points. Kentucky fans didn't get to see any of that last year. So um, I 
I got the frustration big time, and I am a little concerned. I still think Kentucky should give Duke everything they can handle. I think Kentucky's better than Duke. I still think Kentucky's better than Duke. I'm not sure how tomorrow's going to shake out. I've got my concerns. We'll talk about that more as this show goes on here today. And certainly tomorrow, uh, I've got a few wonky ideas and wacky ideas as well. But I get why people weren't happy with Friday, Roush. I get why they weren't happy, but some people are just lunatics. Like, it's an exhibition game. Like, I just don't... I don't know how you can get your blood pressure that raised over an exhibition basketball game. I just don't. It just does not does not add up. Because in the, in the reason why is that it, it that it like because the 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 root source of your blood pressure raising hysteria is based on well they do this now what's going to happen against Duke we're going to lose by forty it's like dude that's not how basketball particularly works. Think they were freaking hyped and play Miles Friday night? No, this could play, it's gonna be a completely different story when they're at Madison Square Garden against Duke in Coach K's final season. All right, they're gonna be much more ready to play. It's it's a completely apples and oranges kind of deal. I get if you're like, I don't know about this interior defense afterwards, but some of the like, well, if we're playing this bad against Miles, Duke's gonna blow us off the floor. I already know what's happening. Like you're just looking to be an angry person. You'd want to be unhappy. And I just don't understand those people. I don't get it. But like TJ said, it was Miles College. Justin, how are you Justin. doing, buddy? We haven't heard enough from you. It was a rough weekend. <laughs> you you, you uh, were unmuted. Are you okay? You very much clearly wanted to talk there, and that's what you added. Yeah. Well, it was a little late. It would have been funnier if I got it if I delivered it in time. <laughs> yeah, Justin. What else is up, man? Sorry, I failed you. My um, Hoosiers still stink. Oh, yeah, really bad. Seven, seven whole points. Nicely done. You know, in their yeah. losses against Iowa, Penn State, Ohio State, and Michigan, we've put up a combined 20 points. So, just think, it could be worse, boys. Man, that that's that's bad. It's almost as bad as getting outscored 13-0, 18-0, and 18-0 in the fourth quarter of your three losses like Louisville has been. Man. That's true. Two and seven in one-score games over the last two seasons. Roush, my wife seven. is done with scott satterfield done oh okay just now well no she has been <laughs> she she has been but it's just more frustration and more frustration it wasn't universally everybody was done with them justin and people and you those 500 on a year that people kind of expected them to go 500 so no better no worse than really where they were uh but gosh man and uh, it's it, such, um... such a tough loss for them on saturday yeah, yeah, and meanwhile, Uncle Jeff getting it done. Oh just, boy, just—he's the Kingslayer, man. He only beats top two teams. <laughs> yeah, it's just don't don't play bad teams. Only play the good ones. It, it was funny. My dad was like, "It's weird. He was an idiot. Now all of a sudden, he's a good coach again. Funny how that works." <laughs> yeah, it is funny how that generally works. Uh, all right, let's get to this text line. We'll, we we got a lot more to hey, get to. Speaking of the text line, Roush, that's why you didn't hear from me because I had to spend the whole segment or first segment sending text over. Good grief. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Oh, God. There's a lot. A texter says, if the stadium doesn't play whoop that trick after a sack tomorrow, they should be fired. Oh, yeah. The music was horrible, by the way. Uh, You know, I I have it. I don't know if they did or didn't. But, like, I've seen people complain about the speakers, and I've – 
sometimes I notice it, sometimes I don't notice it. Uh, the speakers, I thought it was volume-wise, definitely could have been louder, but I don't really care. It was good enough to hear, I suppose, and I'm closer to the band as is. But um, the just the song choices, gosh, I don't know who's playing. They just they're trying to please everybody, and it's, it's yep. I, I don't think it's pleasing anybody. Oh, Mitch Barnhart trying to please everybody, big shocker. Well, he never tries to please everybody. He just tries to please the rich people. Oh. Boom, roasted. That's yeah, um, another texture on the Thorns text on says, we weren't winning this game with less than 30 points. Well, you got 42. And that Yeah, and anytime you get 42 at home, you got to win that football game. If Mark Stoops is UK's head coach, anytime you get 42 points at home, it needs to absolutely be a win. I Anything think, else is disappointing and embarrassing, to be honest with you. I think the uh, a win over Vanderbilt in 2017 is the only time they've scored more points against an FBS, a Power 5 team under Stoops. So, something to think Not about. Good. Yeah. At this point, their psych, their psychotic preacher probably ends sermons with it. Twenty-five wins. What's that regarding? No idea. Hmm. No idea. Maybe a Mike Rutherford show text. Would TJ never listen to UK games if Maddie Jones becomes the next voice of the Wildcats? Um. I would Matt Jones would never become the voice of the Wildcats. I'd probably listen either. the same amount when I need to listen because I'm driving or something's wrong with the stream. I'd probably listen the exact same, which is not why frequent. Would Matt be doing, why would Matt be doing play-by-play? Yeah, he never would do Matt that. Matt doesn't do play-by-play. This season may be worse than last year, says one texture regarding basketball. That's, no. a dumb ta- that's a dumb text. Another texture just says embarrassing. There were points on Friday that were pretty embarrassing. I'll say that. Yeah, I think it was, what, like nine to nothing to start or nine to two? You were down by eight or seven at halftime to Miles. It was terrible. Like, that's bad. That is embarrassing. I I, uh, I, agree, I agree with you that I think they weren't very focused and it was an exhibition game, and I do think the offense was pretty solid for the most part. But defensively, that's that, it's it's easy to – I'm all right with people being concerned. Washington taking charges has to make old man Rouse proud. You know it. Gotta love a good charge taker on your team. Real willing to lay his body out there on the line and get it done. I'm going to be curious just to see what ends up being the, the best seven for this team. I've got an idea in my head, but so much of it is not necessarily just who the best players are. It's who kind of can mesh well with what the group needs. And Washington and Wheeler, those dudes got to be out on the floor, Roush. They've got to be out on the floor a lot. Yeah, yeah, they do. And I'll tell you what, I don't know what Kentucky does with Shibway, but he, he is going to get in foul trouble against Duke. He's going to. And it's and, it, and that's what's infuriating is that you just know what's going to happen. Like, it's inevitable. I, it, it, and like, I to the point where it's, I joke, like, I kind of jokingly said this out loud, and then I said it, and I was like, well, I don't really mean this, but I don't think I'm like, I think I do mean something, though. Like, I, I joked to a buddy of mine, like, why don't you just put him on the bench till the second half and, like, just try to hold on. Be down six at halftime. Just try to hold on. And then, boom, you get Oscar in the second half. All five fouls to give. He can play aggressive. He can play physical. He can do everything that makes him so good. And he'll pick up fouls, sure. But if he has two fouls in the first four minutes, boom, he's got 16 minutes left to get three fouls. That's fine. You wouldn't really worry so much about it. Obviously, you're not going to do that. But I do think Calipari needs to be like, all right, you know what, Oscar, go out there, give us four minutes to start the game. Do not foul. 
play hard, play aggressive, get up and down the floor, but no fouls. And then after the under 16 timeout, take them out. Don't put them back in until like 10 minutes to go. They are going to need to try to make sure he can go that second half and not have to worry about being in foul trouble. Otherwise, what I'm worried about, Roush, is you're not going to basically get anything out of him. Where if you go out there, he starts the game, picks up two early fouls before the 15-minute mark, then you don't see him the rest of the half. That's 15 minutes without him on the floor. Then second half starts, first four minutes, he picks up a third cheap one. Then Cal says, well, crap, I want him for the final 10 minutes. Get back on the bench, Oscar. And then you play the final 10 minutes where he has two fouls to give. If he picks up an early cheap one, then he's playing with four fouls. He can't be physical, aggressive at all. At that point, you're just wasting a game for Oscar Shoeboy. Long way about saying, I we need to figure out how to keep him out of foul trouble while also allowing him to kind of play aggressive and physical. I don't know what the answer is. I don't either. Um, but, I mean, it was the same thing. Uh, which player was it? I, I don't know why my brain is farting on this right now. But who was the big – was it Was it Sar? You just knew in one of those – physical games he was going to get two fouls in a hurry and be on the bench yeah it was sar sar always got in foul trouble uh pretty much no matter what and it was always whenever you needed him and it shouldn't be inevitable but it was uh, as an experienced player so you hope that he can kind of learn from it but i just i don't know i i don't know don't know if that can happen um it's just going to be something that they're going to have to deal with like, and he, he can't, he can help himself in some regard. Like you don't need to go reach in for rebounds when the other player has, it and you're trying to poke away. That's just that the, yeah, the risk, yeah. the risk reward there ain't worth it. Big O like, don't do it. Don't do it. Even if you poked it away one out of every six times, it ain't worth it. Even if you're only getting called for a foul one of every six times, the, the, the reward of maybe an easy two points ain't worth what more likely is going to happen or just as likely is going to happen. You're going to pick up a cheap, and stupid foul 80 feet away from the basket or however far away it is. But they, that's that's one way where I'll think that, like, all right, Duke's probably going to, to win and maybe win with these. That's if Oscar gets in foul trouble and Kentucky can't play him whatsoever. I, I you got to figure out some other ways or how you're going to combat that because that dude's got to be on the floor but he's also most prone to, to getting in foul trouble. So I'll be anxious to see what Calipari plans with that. I really think he should get creative. And if you can kind of get through the first half, just go basket for basket and not have to have him be on the floor as much, I would honestly consider doing that. Uh, I really would, as crazy as it sounds. It's game one. Like, he's not going to – you wouldn't – this isn't something I would suggest or consider maybe doing later in the year, but it's game one. He's still figuring this stuff out. And he is an experienced player, but he's he's just he's somebody that's that gets in foul trouble. He's just somebody that's gonna get a lot of fouls. A texter five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Roush, you're a horseman. What happened to Del Mar Friday and why why? Horse was scratched for gamblers, but won the race. Sounds like a crock. Oh, it was a crock. People were very mad. Um so uh, a European trainer, I think his last name is uh I think it was Aiden Bradley or uh, whatever his name is he no charles is his last name he won a ton of races at the breeders cup this weekend but his horses didn't know how to behave in a gate because a lot of times in european races they just kind of get in a huddle and then just start running it's very very chaotic so none of his horses know how to get in gates one of them freaked out and 
when its hoof goes above the starting gate, you automatically scratch a horse. Well, while that horse was on the ground freaking out, the horse in the one gate busted free. He was like, I got to get the hell out of here because this horse is going crazy. For some reason, they decided to scratch that horse is like almost immediately instead of, uh, you know, like giving it a second, like to uh, giving some time to evaluate it. They realized the horse was good, but they had already scratched it. And instead of saying, well, we, uh, well, we messed up. We're just going to let it play out. They're like, we, the, the, the 30 seconds that it was scratched, gamblers couldn't place bets. So you know what? We've got to keep it scratched. It's only going to run for purse money. That's the rules, and we're sticking to it. <laughs> well, of course, what does the horse do? It goes and wins the freaking race. And folks that had pick fives, pick fours, um, I mean, they missed out on thousands and thousands of dollars because of a stupid horse racing rule that they wouldn't fix right away. Um, and, and the thing is, too, is if you had a pick four, pick five, if you had that horse, you immediately went to the morning line favorite. Well, apparently they miscalculated the morning line favorite because of something at Monmouth, uh, like the way that they cocked it or something with the trap. So it wasn't even supposed to be the morning line favorite that the horse went to. One still ends up winning, and so only the owners and trainers can make money from it, none of the people who actually bet it. And people were rightfully ticked off. Um, especially with the way that things went in the Derby this year, where you've got Medina Spirits cheating ass winning. Like, folks not happy right now, not happy with horse racing. And it's less about the casual fans and more about the people who are your most loyal fans who bet the most money on the races. That's where it's 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 really trouble. Oh, I didn't watch a second of horse racing, except it was on the tailgating. So I guess maybe I watched one race. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't do. We we actually. I had a group pick five, and we had the four horse that came in second, but was the de facto winner. So we won that one, rolled it into a pick six ticket on Saturday, and it did not did not come out on top, unfortunately. Oh well, you live to play another day. Brad Cox did win the Breeders' Cup Classic, but it wasn't with my guy Central Quality. It was with Nick's Go, which, by the way, the Kentucky team they were at the Knicks game last night, so. Looked to have like, like they had a good time. It sure did. Looked like they had fun. Roush, why don't you tell everybody about Salsaritas and then take us to another break. Salsaritas, it's the best, bar none. It's the best way to start your week after a, a rough week and cheer yourself up with some of their delicious salsa, fresh guacamole, well-marinated meats. They've got it all. If you've tried any of the other fresh cantinas, none of them can beat Salsaritas because the difference is in the ingredients. It's well-marinated. It's fresh. They, they put in all of the, the best seasonings in there. So good. Wildly addictive chips. Go to either one of their two locations. They've got one on Shelby Road in Middletown or on Hubbard's Lane in St. Matthews. Convenient for you. Salsaritas. It's the best. Go there. If you don't go there today, you better go there friday because that's when we're really helping the charities they're, they're donating profit out there to, to help those in need salsary is all about the community all about serving you and we're about to serve you up some more hot takes when we return to big exports radio 96 1 fm 1450 am this is kentucky Road. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. We've got the two most dingus humans in the world as my co-host. Da, 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 da. 
the big question is is that that referencing trevor or justin when did i say that mm. it was from 2020 so definitely trevor definitely could, could have been a fill-in yeah. day no could have been a fill-in day he missed a lot in 2020 a lot a i don't lot. Did, I, did i cover my i don't know that i covered in 2020 i'm sure you covered a day or two maybe Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. All right, it was Trevor. You're not, you need not apply to you, Justin. You're not a dingus. Uh, not a dingus whatsoever. Unless no, he's a scooter dingus. Unless you're riding a scooter, in which case you are scooter dingus, or you decide not to go to the Bobby Cook Golf Academy over there off exit four in southern Indiana, an indoor golf facility, the likes of which haven't been seen in southern Indiana in the history of the region. He's got multiple simulators. You can play any course around the world or hit the range. You're going to learn a lot more about your drive and your swing on these virtual simulators. Tells you where you're coming in on the ball, your hit rate, all that stuff. Words that I don't really even know. Uh, power, like if they have a power force or something uh, on there. It, it, it's cool. You learn a lot more about your golf game, and you shake off the rust, the winter rust. The, as it gets a little chillier, you can't play as much. As it gets darker, you can't go after work and play nine. You can at the Bobby Cook Golf Academy over off Exit 4. Go to Bobby Co- BobbyCookGolfAcademy.com to learn more and maybe even book some lessons with Bobby Cook himself. No golfer too advanced or new to the sport. He will make you a better golfer regardless of where you are in your development. Go and check them out, bobbycookgolfacademy.com. We're going to go and check out more of the Thornton's text line. Thornton's is delicious, it's nutritious, and they're pretty much everywhere, whether it's coffee, donuts, whatever gets you going, Thornton's has it, and they have it rolling. Stop out Thornton's the other day. On Saturday, actually, like I said, not a lot of sleep over the weekend. Stop out Thornton, popped in, got a five-hour energy, scanned the app, in and out like you wouldn't even believe. That's what makes Thornton's the best, and you all are what makes the Thornton's text line the best. One texter says, a few pregame thoughts and observations. Last two games, the big blue wall has been MIA. Therefore, no running game and no pass protection. Our inability to mount a meaningful passing game due to, one, double coverage on our lone receiver, two, our refusal to throw short passes to the tight end, three, again, no pass protection, four, QB inaccuracies. Now we have C-Rod's mystery, mysterious circumstances to win. Levis will have to run more slash a lot. Plus, there's UK's uh, pin- penchant for never falling to dis- failing to disappoint. This is a real thing. All of this is supposed to disappear by game time. I really hope so. Go Cats. Yeah, the game already happened, so we'll move past that one. Uh, somebody says, MF and Brom. Woo! Roush just, that may have been for the Rutherford show, too. They, he, Brom gets talked about almost as much there as he does here, and nobody's his uncle on the other show. So, interesting stuff. Roush just uses the Bears picks every Friday. Wow. I wouldn't doubt that for a second. I just used uh, one of them, and it wasn't the Bears. It was Stanford Steves, and Rutgers lost 51-3 to to Wisconsin. So, yeah. The less you bet, the more you lose when you win. (laughs) Uh, Time for TJ to cry like a baby. Cramp. Yeah, they were super annoying. That game took forever on Saturday night. Uh, But no penalty for it, Roush. They just waited until Mark Stoops went ballistic. Yep, and I didn't have to give you a hundred dollars. I um, thought for sure. I swear, I think that last one on that last drive, like I, the refs were so upset, <laughs> they were so bo- they were like basically begging that dude. I forget who it was for UK 
to get off the field. And then Tennessee did it, and UK fans started booing. Cracked me up. Tennessee but, did it after like every field goal, too. Like, did you notice that? Well, I think they were legitimately hurt. I know, but it's kind of crazy that they were getting hurt on extra points. <laughs> It's not not ideal situation to have somebody go down. Uh, but, yeah, I'm not going to like the fake cramps. Yes, it happens everywhere. And they did not call a penalty. Roush was right about that. Wow, he did he did smart smiling once. He got to the bench, and I love it. I'm Team Roush. I love it more than Justin dislikes the kitty cat. <laughs> don't dislike the kitty cat. Just don't need the kitty cat. I thought you didn't like UK. Uh, that's a different kind of kitty cat. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Um, Texture says, is Chance Moore hurt or does he just stink? Well, one of those was a planned pooch kick, which like right after he had a bad oh, yeah, kick, they weird. returned it to like the 50 and then they pooch it and then they return to the 50 again. What are you doing? And like there was three kicks in a row that were like to the back of the end zone that Tennessee was fine just taking for a touchback. Like why, why were some of them bad? I understand the planned pooch kick is a planned pooch kick, but like why were some of them not as good? You were able to do it a couple of the times. Yeah, that, that was frustrating, I, too. I, Although the, my mind was like, who cares? They're going to score whether it's 75 yards or 50 yards. But you just make it so much easier. So much easier. Yeah. Yeah. A texter says, if this text ages poorly and we somehow figure out how to play defense again in the next 10 minutes, 25 seconds and win this game, I'll gladly accept the world's largest suck it from three of you all. With that said, are we really about to lose three straight after the amazing start we had? I genuinely don't understand what has happened to us. Defense just falling apart. It's gotten thin. There's been injuries. There's ripple, triple, trickle down effect on that. And uh, we're paying the piper and going against some offenses that are able to do this stuff against us. Not every offense has been able to expose us quite like this. No, especially with a passing attack where they really put your your guys out on the islands and safeties just can't erase all the mistakes. Um, so uh, it's it stinks. It stinks. It a really, texter, really stinks. A texter says, after the missed face mask penalty, why did Stoops call a timeout? Just to yell at the ref, not saying it would have mattered, but if had all three timeouts, UT at least couldn't stop, just kneel. To stop the clock, because the clock was running after he got sacked. Like, are they going to run out in the field and do a quick fourth and 20 play? Like, I feel like you kind of needed to... Uh, regroup to make sure you had a good play there well it was just chaos people were freaking out because of the missed penalty the clock was already running it it was a perfect time to kind of settle things down not where you thought you were going to be taking a timeout not where you want to take a timeout in that situation and you could also he did there was a face mask and whatnot you could make a case will levis you got to get that ball out of your hands in that situation you can't you cannot take a sack in that spot you you know but he did and there was face masks so uh, not called yeah of course the time out there that's not an issue texture says the last drive before half they throw it with five seconds left clock didn't start at the snap should have been the last play of the half how does that happen at home tj i'm totally curious i agree i agree with that texture everybody in the everybody in section three saying the same Okay, because I didn't know if it was the clock in the stadium too, or if it was just the ESPN clock that was delayed. But uh, you know, I thought they might have tried to kick. Like I, I thought we were going to get a Joe Milton. Let's throw it into the end zone Same. moment. But instead, they threw it eighteen more yards and got in field goal range. Same, and I mean that was inexcusable to just let happen to begin with. Secondly, I I, I wanted Kentucky to punt. Just like that was a weird half. 
it was up and down. Yeah, you had a few drops. Uh, I think Cummings dropped one, and then of course the the Wandell. Like, yeah, you had chances to score, and I think that played a role in it. Where Stoops was like, "Ah, we are so close to getting points here. We can get this fourth down." Certainly, I, I, I'm not going to fault him for being aggressive. I think yeah, you just, I, I think you just punt in that situation. I, you I say, "Let's go to the half and and let's." There was eight. There was still only 20 seconds left, and if you just get one first down, you're kicking a field goal. Like that's all it needed, and, and that it, that was the. And that's why I think it was the right move. But you know, the, the thing that sucks is I think Stoops is going to get spooked off of doing anything before half because the last two weeks they've tried that. It's ended just in almost the worst way possible. Yeah. It, I mean, it obviously it wasn't the right thing to do because it worked the exact wrong way of how it doesn't go. Well, but no, but it process over results. It's the right decision. I don't think make. it is. Yeah. Again, I yeah. didn't think it was process. the right decision. Trust the process. Again, yes. It's, don't think it's the right decision. Punt it away. Go to the half. Life goes on. Process. You don't put it. You don't put it in a position where you. Well, then you can't get mad half. at him for not being aggressive before half. If you, if the, if that's your thought. Like who you, you got to be one or the other. You can't. What are you, ta- who, what are you talking about? I like that he had the mindset to be aggressive. I would have punted in that situation. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna freak out because he decided to go for it. It just was the wrong call. So you want him to be aggressive or you don't? I like that his mind, as somebody that is generally for almost nine years, has been conservative. I'm not going to fault him for being aggressive. It was the wrong call. How is that hard for you? Do you want me to spell it out again? I just, yes. Okay. Should he be aggressive every time or not? Like, I don't, you have to, you're saying I like that he was aggressive, but it was the wrong call. Like, no, that's the most half-ass answer, TJ. Stay in your ground. Man. Was it so so be aggressive or conservative before half? I think sometimes, Roush, if you paid attention what to what was being said instead of no, thinking I'm of saying, the next yeah, thing you I'm were going to say, you can't, you can't have point, your process as, as one way, and then when point, it's wrong, you, the mean, result isn't what you get. You say that it was literally you, that's hindsight twenty twenty. That's not quite, how this works. You quite What's literally the process? You quite Is it literally you're making my point for me. You quite literally making my point for me. If you stopped and listened to people instead of thinking about what you were going to say next, I think you would one come off sounding smarter about what you yeah, say. Yeah, you're being you're a jerk being... now about it. You don't have to be a jerk. See, like, and you're just I'm doing just... it again. You're yeah, doing it again. Yeah, because you're being a jerk about it. Not being I'm a jerk about it. To... You're, you're, I'm trying to teach you so you can understand, but you don't want to hear it. Yeah, well, you're, you're treating me like a dumbass, okay? I know but what you're, you're saying. Like I know exactly what you're saying. You're kind of acting like point, My point is is that you can't have hindsight. Like, obviously, it was the wrong call because it didn't work, but do you want Stoops to be aggressive in those situations all the time or conservative all the time? That's my question. There's no gray area between those two no, things? No, it's not. Boy, that's a dumb take on your part. I want him to be more aggressive overall as a coach. In that situation, right before the half, best case scenario, you're most likely only getting three points. Worst case scenario, the exact same thing against a defense that couldn't stop anything. You knew you were only two completions away from Tennessee flipping the script on you if you don't get that one play. If you're playing against a terrible offense, it's a different story. You're playing against an offense that had big play after big play. If you didn't get that fourth down, they needed just two plays to get in field goal range. It's exactly what happened. I want him to be more aggressive overall. In that situation, I did not love the call. Very easy to figure out, even for your little pea-sized brain. A texter, 502-414-1450, said, oh, but by the way, back to that last text before we get in, got into it, that the clock thing was weird. I don't know how that, like, 
Yeah. You don't have yeah. a play that long that only lasts three seconds. It's just impossible. Sometimes yeah. they do spikes that last two seconds, Roush. You don't have yeah. a, a don't. long pass play that's three seconds. Exactly. And like I, I, I thought they were out of time to to do that. I, especially to go that far because I think it was an 18-yard gain. It's one thing if it's like five. It's ridiculous. But yeah, that was that was ridiculous. Like, dude, score. And that's that that was the story. I mean, that's the Kentucky Tennessee series. Is like you can't even get your home scorekeeper to shave a second off. They're giving the other team more seconds. My buddy, my buddy said, "Oh, we got a little Cutler and Bennett on KRC this morning." <laughs> <laughs> I like smoke, but why in the world is he playing over C Rod so yeah. much? We're better C Rod running. Yeah, up. too many too many smoke runs. I mean, Man, he, he does. He does fine in certain situations, like in certain calls, like his cutbacks are quicker. But there were some times where it's like, why is smoking the football game right now? I didn't have a major issue with it, but I was very happy to see C-Rod kind of get back to it, you know? Yeah, yeah. hundred and some odd yards. That was so. fun. To, that was fun to see. He's he's a really good running back, and clearly something was was off. Not not Saturday, but before then. Right, right. You get it. Why didn't we try to move the chains with a minute left? Huge first down and two timeouts instead. We throw two deep passes and three plays, and we had to throw it away on first down. Um, yeah, I mean, that that was kind of my only gripe was like, if they're going to blitz, just throw it right behind the blitz. You don't need to go deep on it. But I think some of it might have been Will. Like, that's the one thing. When you get pressure on him and he can't escape it right away and he's got to throw the football – that's he's not at his best then that he's just not so agreed with you i also agree with the texter flat out embarrassing besides being bowl eligible going six and oh means nothing now we got all that hype and now we're back to being the joke to national media doesn't don't mean to be a whiny b word i'm just hurt fellas <laughs> I, it, yeah. dream season was squandered no doubt about it doesn't mean the season can't be a good yeah. season that moves the program forward but it was not the the season that we were all thinking it was going to be and that stinks yeah, that it could he just be. Yeah. he just had to get one against mississippi freaking state in tennessee yeah. that, that's going to be the thing that we're going to remember probably most unfortunately uh, yeah. but don't go don't don't go add an insult to injury no needing to lose the louisville yeah, they do that. that this they do that this season, classified as a total and complete disaster. Yes, I would agree wholeheartedly. Uh, no sugarcoating anything here. The defense didn't get enough done. I have no idea if the Dion linebackers, DBs, or coaches. That was an epically pathetic performance. They talk a lot and don't do a whole lot backing it up. Keep chirping and losing, boys. This team has taken a historic opportunity and screwed it up. Nine and three is still good overall. For this historically bad program but this is setting up to be a special season we watched two weeks of horrible preparation and lack of execution that was from mook gosh my I, on that i think it was the second tennessee touchdown i looked at my friend and i was like gosh what was that the same db who was that and he went i think it was square i was like no way square would be that far down the field covering that dude yeah and then like we look up and we see you know them start to kind of walk back to where they're going oh it was square all right like what what <laughs> you know, I know that stuff happens, and you got to credit Tennessee for getting for creating those matchups and getting UK in some uncomfortable positions. Heifel, great offensive coach, but oh, yeah. that's bad. Mook, I mean, Mook, it's it's totally all right to be frustrated. Yeah, yeah, and that was the thing that I worried about, like with the um, whenever we were going into the bye week, it's like you know people will see that you squandered an opportunity here. Even though, like, kind of uh, why I made my pick, so I did at the beginning of the season, is this team is good, but I don't know if they're historically good. It's just that you played a bunch of really bad teams, and, like, the SEC is down this year. And so there was an opportunity there, 
and you just you you weren't able to take advantage of it because you couldn't beat your rival in a close game. It stinks. Really, really stinks. One texter on the Thorns text line says, yeah, but Miles College would beat like 24 NBA teams. So A texter on the Thorns text line says, if we're going to get out of the same old Kentucky mindset, we have to stop doing things in games that stop reminding us of the same old Kentucky. I'm stoked for this team to go 9-3 and three potentially, but after last week and laying an egg this week on defense, I'm going to need something to hype me back up. Forever and always a cat, but Jesus, what gives? Again, totally understand the frustration that fans have, and I agree overall with your take. Here's what's going to happen. Kentucky's going to beat Vanderbilt. Probably won't even be all that pretty of a win, but they'll win the game. They'll come back. They'll beat New Mexico. That will be probably more of the same. You'll say goodbye to the seniors. It'll It'll be a nice moment. And then everybody's just circle in the Louisville game now go beat the snot out of U of L, and I think folks are going to feel a lot better about the season overall you'll get some momentum going into the bowl game if you go to the Outback Bowl I think you'll get a bunch of Kentucky fans going to that bada boom bada bing beat a big 10 team get some free Outback life goes on everybody's happy but it, the we're all just in standby mode till U of L Roush we know that yeah that's the reality you gotta end Got to end with that win. Uh, I, I am. We're going to find out TV time for New Mexico State today. Not looking forward to seeing how, seeing what's going Noon. to happen in that crowd. Noon. Noon. Hoping for that. Oh, yes. if it's a thin crowd, so be it. UK fans, they they were unbelievable at the Krogue. And UK and Stoops, they should have rewarded them with a perfect home schedule. And yeah, and every, if you win that game, you have a good crowd. You're. It's just not. It's not going to be great. Yeah, UK fans. I, I don't blame Kentucky Krogue. fans. Mitch Barnhart needs to reward them with beer. Uh, Texter says, I love the pain of being a UK fan. Please, Cal, for the sake of our fan base, beat Duke Tuesday. And we haven't really gotten to talk so much about that, uh, but it's going to be completely and totally miserable if Duke wins, and people are going to lose their minds. It'll be a good time to be doing radio, but it'll also just suck. It'll suck. Yeah. We got two hours to talk about that game tomorrow, though, and it's going to be great. Don't go anywhere. Texture says it's not losing, but it's the way we lose as UK fans that hurts so much. We all vent, we all make excuses, but at the end of the day, it just hurts coming so close so many times just to fall short. I hate it, but what makes UK fans special is we pick ourselves up and we continue to dream. 40 and 0 this year, 12 and 0 next year, boys. Go cat. Well, well text, uh, well texted great, in. Good, text. well constructed text message to our radio program. Thank you for that. When he is allowed to show it, constantly reminded that Levis is tough as nails. Yeah, he really is. I mean, that touchdown was so awesome. Hey, he jumped over, what, three dudes? It was amazing. I mean, literally, like, took off from the five-yard line. He, when when they can get him running, that, that that's when he's at his best. Did you notice um, he was out there at halftime early? They said that um, he was dealing with some injury or something. I yeah. don't know. I think he just had a poop. Um, well, no, but, he was out there, like, at he was on the field at halftime way before anybody else was. And, and I don't know what he was doing. And then you noticed him walking back to the tunnel, maybe with seven minutes left in the half. And he did look, he was, he didn't like, he wasn't limping, but he definitely looked uncomfortable. Yeah. Could have been poop. Yeah. Could have been poop. But you would have thought Never he would know. just stay in the locker room if it was a number two situation. But I was wondering what the deal was with that. Uh, yeah, Texter uh, says they, they didn't explicitly say. Gotcha. Missed field goal, terrible management and decision at the end of the first half. Rough go from the zebras this hurts some of the self-inflicted but that's rough ass home whistle or lack thereof yeah of course that, that's what that's You're the home, home. Whistle the cats get God. go on the road we definitely complain about the road whistle you hope to sometimes get that on the return i just don't know how you miss that face mask i just don't yeah. get that 
I don't get it. Like they, they sometimes go like, oh, it looked like a hand touched the face mask. It was really just the helmet. We need to be safe here. Call the face mask. This is he's getting it turned and ripped and steams my biscuits is what it does. Man, very steamed, very moist biscuits. Another texture just says UK is trash. Defense was. Yeah. But he, you know, huge stop there late. Uh, yeah, to, to they bucked you, up, got yeah, some they, big sacks there. They did, they really did. Uh, they were on blitzes. They like they blitzed the guy first. It was Square, then it was Wallace, and they just ran right into JJ Weaver. Weaver three and a half sacks, not uh, too shabby. Texture. This is one of the worst Kentucky football losses I can imagine. Historic season for the taking. It's ruined by arguably your biggest football rival, a football rival that's not even that good this year. Terrible oh. vibes all around. Yeah, well, it sucked. That one it really was, hurt. I would say that the 2018 game hurt more because you got like beat pretty badly. And at least this Tennessee team, like they score points. And that one in 18 was just terrible under yeah. Pruitt. They were bad. Yeah, and, and they were. And it was a beat down. I guess on the flip side, you could say, but you're at home this year. Like, That's take true. Your and your offense played so well, and you still found a way to lose. 99 yards, six, nine plays, 600 yards, zero punts, and you lose. Like, Jiminy Christ. Roush is like he was 119 and 0, scoring 40 plus points or more in games uh, in regulation entering that night. Roush isn't going to like this text. Next time Freddie Maggard calls Brad White a genius, please punch him. Tennessee ran the same play, pass play over and over, no adjustments. Freddie wasn't, Freddie, Freddie was taking some heat from, from UK fans. Just a reminder sure. that folks should be nice to people, even if you disagree with a sports opinion of theirs. Yeah, yeah. It also like doesn't help that the corners kind of have regressed, which it's on the coaches, but it's also, man, shocking that Stoops has cornerbacks that regress. You just don't see that. Don't see that very often. Um, another texter says, I would like to take this opportunity to apologize to Roush for ripping his Tennessee to beat Kentucky pick at the beginning of the season. No need to apologize, texter. No need to apologize. It happens. Tennessee is the worst. We need to texter. throw whatever – he wants and get Matt House back as defensive coordinator. Matt House also had four star like defensive backs. I mean, Brad White will be fine, folks. Yeah. He was he doing will. pretty well at the beginning of the year with the same guys. I also uh, think what really threw our defense off was how fast they snapped the ball every down. Was immediate, no waiting around for our defense to figure out. I can oh. think of like two times, by the way, where Tennessee wasn't even totally set and they let them snap the ball. Yeah, yeah, we're like the officials. How are you not calling illegal formation on Tennessee? Yeah, but the worst one was Vito celebrating the tackle for loss and then doesn't get up and forty yard gain. Luckily, Tennessee uh, fumbled it on the handoff on the next play, or else they're up twenty one to seven. I know, I know. Oh man, wild game. A texter says, uh, Soup's clock management and not using remaining two timeouts is absolutely inexcusable. The play calling towards the end of the game with Will trying to pass on a wheel route twice, made zero sense. Get to the middle of the field, call two timeouts. We beat ourselves. It, it, the, 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 whole, the, the, the whole vibe, I hate using that word, but the whole vibe on that final possession was off. They were taking their time too much. And then I, you know, I can't question Cohen too much. He called a great game. But a wheel route to Chris Rodriguez, well, seriously? I think that uh, when I said that too, Luckett was like, I think that was his third read. 
and he was just trying yeah. to get the ball out of his hand. I feel like the other reads were open from what I saw in my section, but that you know, whatever. It, you, right. He called a good game. I didn't love that. My my bigger all gripe is just their overall sense of urgency in that drive. I get it. You didn't want to score too yeah. fast, but like, how about just a score? Let's get in a position to score, and then we'll worry about scoring too fast. Man, you got, you got to, they always Stoops always does that. They start slow when they need to start fast on drives where you can take your time, but you can't take your time too much. I know what you're saying, too. I, I agree with you, where it's like, hey, why don't you wait and take your time until the end of the draft? Yes. yes. <laughs> you know, because then if you do stall out, you can at least use your timeouts and get the ball back. So I, I, I'm kind of with you there. The play that nobody's talking about, too, Jatah McClain, there was a seam there, and if he's a half-step faster, he might have just had a 50-yard touchdown. I mean, instead he gets kind of caught from the side slash behind, and you're like, oh, my God, there's your big play. There's Boy. what it was. I thought this could be a therapeutic radio show. Now I'm just getting triggered all over again. Oh, that no. loss absolutely so stunk. So bad. Uh, Bottom or go ahead. I was just going to read it too. Yeah. Bottom line is the season went from potentially the most memorable season in Kentucky football history to just another season. Go from New Year's six bowl aspirations to just another bowl that has very little meaning. Very very disappointing. Lost opportunity. Yeah, but I might finally go back to an outback. So. <laughs> that's something we have to look forward to. <laughs> that's a great point. Um, outback bowls not very little meaning outback bowl is an ice bowl yeah. but the, the the issue is if you don't get outback bowl you really are i don't think they'd go to citrus again technically they could if they don't go to outback they're probably going to texas and i don't think uk fans are going to get excited about no. texas Please. but i would give it about a 90 percent shot if you went out because the other teams competing for that outback bowl are Ole Miss and Auburn, and they went the last two years. So the Outback Bowl is going to want something different. So. Great point. And I've, the Outback Bowl has supposedly wanted Kentucky. It just hasn't really worked out the last couple of years. Uh, but I'm Outback's fine, you know. But all you had to do is beat one of Tennessee and freaking Mississippi State, and you're going to year six yeah. locked up. So that's yeah. bad. That's two, that's two teams you, hate, you really hate losing to. Yeah. Um, getting some food before the game, guy in orange checkerboard overalls walks by and tosses a bottle down in the grass by the restaurant. They really are low down and dirty. I hate Tennessee. What losers. And no yeah. doubt about it, if Tennessee gets bone like Kentucky did on Saturday, objects would be flying onto the field. Good on you, Kentucky fans, for not stooping to their stinking orange level. Sat next to the biggest doofus ball fan in the stadium last night. The kind of guy who clearly came to the stadium to be a D-bag, regardless of the outcome of the game. They've definitely passed Florida as my most hated opposing fan base coming to Lexington. Who do you guys think had the worst performance, Kentucky's defense or the refs? At least three missed face masks, including the last one, which pretty much ended the game. We hadn't even mentioned all the missed holds on Josh Pascal. My God, dude. It was so bad. I mean, Oh, and they Jersey were like just, reluctant to call them, too. They're like, I think they called two, maybe? And dude, they were like... You could have called like, three more. Yeah. Oh, so bad. If I'm Stoops, I take the fine one time to blast these clowns. Name one team who consistently gets a worse home whistle than we do. Sorry for the long text. Had to get it all out of my system. Get yeah. it out, baby. Get, get it, it all, all out. And Roush brought up a great point in hour one that, like, there were some spots that were just like, wait, that's the spot? That's where you think that? It, and that's just the little stuff. Where it's like a first down run and instead they're giving you nine yards. Like, what? Man. Two Fist. things. The refs on Saturday can kiss the bottom of my oh. <laughs> Can't say that. Levis should just go down in the pocket when there's a sack coming, avoids eleven yard losses and or injury. But I mean, he only took what one? The the face mask was a quarterback draw. That was that oh, was a design oh, run. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Well, because and they were bringing the blitz. It did work previously. So yeah, I'm almost positive that was a quarterback draw. I uh, the the refs get a bigger suck it for sure. 
and Levis will learn. He'll get better. And by the way, yeah. if nothing else, you know, you, if Kentucky goes to the Outback Bowl, whatever, it's not New Year's Six, and we can be disappointed about that stuff and all that. But if Levis returns, we mentioned it last week, and we'll mention it a lot more, UK is going to get that returning quarterback love hype. Oh, you know yeah. what? You better Words believe I can't it. Say. You bet your sweet bones. Yeah. And that'll be nice. You know, that'll be exciting. That'll be good for recruiting. That'll be good for momentum. That'll be good for nil and all that stuff. Get oh, more. and off season too. Like, yeah. right now sucks, but if you win your last four games, you win three games and win the Outback Bowl, like, you get that off season recruiting bump again. Kind of like Kentucky got, even though they lost to Florida and Alabama in November last year, they still won a bowl game and got all that off season momentum. So. Yep. Yeah. John here. Good morning, buddies. Hey, TJ. Love is going to be a good QB. You guys had us. And yes, Mahomes looked off, but that last third and 10 looked like vintage Mahomes. That may just be the play to get us back on track. Hey, I got my lock of the weekend, but I'm really disappointed in the Cats. But forget this trash. I'm not going to let this bring me down. The Cats will beat Trash Can Duke by 12 plus. So suck it, Duke fans. Can't wait for Tuesday. Let's go. We'll got to go talk to you later. Let's Uh go. A Duke win would go a long way for this fan base. Yeah, yeah, a we long need way. I think everybody would be able to exhale. It'd be a lot of fun. We need it. One more ref gaff you haven't mentioned yet: the alleged horse collar tackle on Vita. Oh yeah, that was so bad too. On the kickoff, My did you gosh. get to see the screenshot of it? No, I no. And he grabbed him by the outside of his shoulder pad, and they called a horse collar. Uh, so looking live, you could see why the refs called it, but you never. Well, you know, it's from different angles for different folks. You never saw the horse collar aspect. You just saw like an awkward tackle. So, so I think you could assume like, oh, maybe it was a horse collar. But no, I never saw it. It doesn't surprise yeah. me. But you know what? At least we're not Tennessee fans. As bad as a missed call that was, no trash thumb on the field. Kentucky fans are still classier than Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee fans, you can suck it. All of you. And Tennessee, the Tennessee's players were asking for it. They were they were literally like going up to the stands. They didn't get in the stands. And I know, you know, opposing teams love doing that and on the road that you tease them with the fans and whatnot. But I, I that all that stuff did cross my mind. The Tennessee throwing stuff on the field. I was just thinking to myself, like, please, Kentucky, don't do this. Please don't do it. And seeing the Tennessee players egg Kentucky on, I was like, oh boy, this isn't gonna be good. Hey, but UK uh, fans rank supreme, baby. Way to go. Fellers, not so good morning after the Tennessee loss. Lots of questionable missed calls, really, for both sides. And I feel like I say this every year, but it keeps feels like SEC officiating keeps getting worse. Why can't they review a call like in the NFL? Also, I feel like the SEC needs to hold these refs accountable somehow. Thoughts? Hope y'all had a good Monday leave. I, yeah, they got to make these guys full-time employees, too. You make too much money to not ha- to have your officials be this bad. So, got yeah. to fix that. Just remember, the way that... Uh, officials in American sports are treated is totally embarrassing to begin with. They never have to answer. They don't, they very rarely do pool reporters to get questions or comments from officials. And then now the sec has a rule where any missed calls are kept in house. I mean, it's just total BS, total and complete BS. Uh, but I don't need to get in a tangent on that again. So this was a special season Stoops was building for. So what will you call next year? That was Kevin on the text line, on the Thornton's text line. Not sure who Kevin is, but he's got his name saved, and he's a big UK hater. That much is for sure. But yep. appreciate you listening to the show. Uh, I thought this was a special season. Should have been the special season if you beat one of Tennessee or Mississippi State, it was. But, Kevin, I'm just going to assume you're a U of L fan, and we'll show you that it's still special enough to beat you all down big time. Yeah. Suck it, Kevin. Why does it matter if it's an exhibition game, a pickup game, a scrimmage, or a real game? Because it uh, it does. 
It just does. Playing that close to Division II school nobody's ever heard of is pathetic. Well, yeah, it, it, it's an exhibition game. I, I you realize I, Monday morning, all of your texts to KSR on Friday got sent to KRC. Whoops. A texter. The, back to the exhibition. I agree more with that texture than Roush. I think the exhibition game was more head-scratching than Roush led on. But what are you going to do about it? You got Duke. We'll, learn, we'll, we'll have a much better idea of where things stand tomorrow night than we did against Miles College. You're damn right. So I do agree uh, with you there. Another texter says, of course, after that loss, I'll be spending all weekend at Thornton's in Tennessee. Great gas station. Awful. Station. <laughs> That's our guy. We appreciate it. LOL. TJ picking both sides of the street and getting hit by a bus for it. That's not true at all. Anybody <laughs> with a brain could totally understand what I'm saying. I'm glad that he's willing to be more aggressive. That was the wrong call in that situation. Not hard to understand. Respect uh, your opinion. Respect your opinion, TJ. But going for it was the right call. You had your best player drop two passes on third and fourth that should have been caught. Play was open. Wyndale just has to make the play he normally makes. Well, okay. On the other one, it was a little behind. So first and foremost. But he normally uh, makes both of them. I agree. I agree. It, it was strange. But I just – it was such a weird half that I just felt like it would be a win to be tied and you're getting the ball and fine. You know, you'll, we'll figure it out at halftime. Let's not let momentum shift. Let's not allow – because they were just getting so many big plays. That's what worried me more than anything was that, like, it. it's not just you not getting points. It's that quite literally there's enough time where they could get points there. But that being said, and it, we really agree more here that for as much as we argued. What you said is you hope that this doesn't get Stoops back in his shell. I agree with you. I'm glad that he is considering these these aggressive moves. Just that one particularly I did not agree with. Uh, final text. Yes, and still, inches determine the fact that we didn't get three points. You literally have to be saying our three points are not worth the aggressive mindset if we go for 24-21. Yep, uh, that's that's why um, I think the three points are worth it. But, um, man, just Saturday. It's not just our, but, but Texer, it's not just Kentucky's three points. It's what you're giving up on the other end in the risk-reward. You're thinking of the risk-reward as just either Kentucky scoring or not. You have to have in the back of your mind Tennessee's big playability and what is on the other side of the risk-reward. It is a game of inches, and I agree with both. I agree with everybody that's saying it, it should have probably ended up for points for Kentucky, but it didn't because that's football, and it is inches. And instead, we saw what ended up happening. Kentucky loses by three. As much as that's an easy like narrative, Kentucky loses by three, you give up those three at the half, and there is truth to that. Kentucky still had their chances in the second half, Roush. They had more than enough chances in the second half, and the refs still did completely and totally bend them over, and uh, that was not a nice thing to do. Man. Really, right. really bummer. We're at really a bummer, but we're going to bounce back tomorrow with a win over Duke. Suck it, Duke. We felt like we needed this today. A little extra KRC for folks after a uh, rough rough weekend. Much more basketball-specific show tomorrow, but we will need to hear comments from Stoops uh, today, Coach's show in the luncheon. So there will still be football talk tomorrow. Get your text in during the podcast at any hour, 502-414-1450, the Thornton's text line. Thanks, everybody, for texting in. We'll get all through this and – We'll get uh, we'll get our swag back for Duke tomorrow, Roush. Does that sound oh, good to you? Okay. Yeah. Sounds good we'll to him. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. See y'all.